Welcome to Building a Life of Prayer with Pastor David Beatty of River Oaks Community Church, taking you through the prayers of the Bible so that you can grow in your confidence and enjoyment of prayer. Thank you for joining me today as we talk about building our lives of prayer. We've been looking at the prayers of the Apostle Paul, and today I'd like to look at Paul's prayer for the Philippians found in Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. It's here that Paul writes, And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Paul's praying for them in order that their love would grow that their love would increase, that their love would abound more and more because growing love is a mark of a growing Christian. Love is one of the highest marks of Christian maturity, love for God and love for others. Jesus had said, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know you are my disciples if you love one another. So Paul is praying for the Philippians, for their love to grow. And because these words are in Scripture and inspired by God, they are our prayer really for all believers, that our love would grow. Not only that our love would grow, though, but that our love would grow, as Paul writes, with knowledge and all discernment, so we may approve what is excellent. As we grow in love, we should grow in the ability to discern between good and evil, right and wrong. Paul continues, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. When Paul prays for believers, he often seems to have in mind what he refers to as the day of Christ. And I believe by the day of Christ, Paul's referring to the day of Christ's return, that time when Jesus comes back in his second coming, and he wants believers, and he wants you and me to be prepared for the Lord's return by being pure and blameless, by living more holy lives. So he's praying for that. He continues, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. As our love grows, as our ability to discern between good and evil grows, as we live more pure and blameless lives, our lives will then be filled with the fruit of righteousness. What a wonderful prayer Paul provides us here in Philippians 1, 9 through 11. And again, I encourage you to memorize it, to learn it, to pray this prayer for yourself, for your family members for uh, all for whom you pray. I find that Paul's prayers recorded in Scripture are uh, a wonderful model and source for me uh, to pray for the people of our church, and I'd encourage you to do the same. Now, before we leave Philippians chapter 1, it's worth noting uh, later in the chapter that Paul notes with gratitude the Philippians' prayers for him. He's in prison when he's writing, and he writes in Philippians 1.19, I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. Paul is confident that God is going to work through his prayer in the lives of the 
Philippians, but he's also confident that God is going to use the prayers of the Philippians to work in his own life. This again shows us that prayer is partnership. Prayer is partnership with God in doing his work. And prayer is also partnership with others who are doing God's work. Now, though the Philippians, I'm sure, were not nearly as spiritually mature as the Apostle Paul, Paul counted on their prayers for him so that all things would work out for his good. Paul shows us here again, our prayers are partnership in God's work.